God desires a relationship with us and he desires our worship. But what exactly does that mean? How can we truly worship God? And what does that look like in our everyday lives? Find out from author and speaker, Jacqueline Palmer. Here's Jacqueline. We got to remember last week. Today we're going to remember some more. Psalm 143.5 tells us to remember the days of old and it tells us to meditate, to meditate on what he has done. Do you know how it, meditation takes a determination, doesn't it? It takes resilience, it takes strength, it takes time. We like things that take time, don't we? We like hearing answers to problems that take us 90 years to figure out. We like those challenges. Welcome to Women Inseparable. Remember part two, where the personal challenge today that I'm going to implore you to say yes to. Typically a personal challenge comes and I'm like, don't care if you do it or not, because it doesn't matter if you do it or not. It's between you and Jesus. There are no rules on what personal challenge you accept and how well you do them. There's no pass or fail. It's you and God. It's the only thing that ever matters. This personal challenge that I'm going to present today, I'm imploring you to say yes to. And this personal challenge is not something that you're going to sit down and do today, and you're going to put a check mark next to it, and you're going to stand up and say, I am fixed. <laughs> it's going to be one that's going to be the start for some of us, a very, very start seed in our life that will produce fruit that's going to blow your mind if you choose to accept. If you don't, please stay. Please come back. Continue the study. Don't walk away from the Lord. Find Jesus. All the things, nothing changes. If you say no to this personal challenge, what happened was you said no to a personal challenge. Well done. You made your own personal decision. That's exactly what we do here in Women Inseparable. Continue where you are. The thing that we do in this room, whatever, whether we're here or the worship center or on podcast or on video, what we do as women inseparable is we show up as we are where we are. That doesn't change. That doesn't change if you say yes to this challenge or say no to this challenge. Have I scared every single person in this room today? <laughs> With that said, there are new faces in the room and that are dying that they just joined women inseparable. May I say my name is Jacqueline Palmer. I get to teach in Women Inseparable, and here is a place where there are no rules, there are no expectations, there are no, no anything. You are you, be you. We don't do homework, we do personal challenges if we want to do personal challenges. Sometimes we can be as, as we are, and God wants us to be exactly truthful with ourselves. You know what you can handle. God knows what you can handle. Will you rest in him? Are we ready? Will you join me in Colossians? We're going to continue part two of what we started last week. Last week we started in Colossians chapter two. We looked at verse six. And as we looked at Colossians two, verse six, we saw that it was a specific sentence that we could claim and say out loud that I have received Christ Jesus, my Lord. It's a powerful, powerful sentence. That's what we saw in verse six. Then we looked into verse seven and we triggered our mind. 
and we started to remember. And we started to remember two things, and there are three things that we want to remember. But we focused on two last week. Some of us focused specifically on the first one, which is brilliant and wonderful. But we remembered our roots. We remembered our roots. Colossians 2.7 tells us that we are rooted. Colossians 2.7 also tells us that we are built up in Christ Jesus. We have to remember, remember the days of old. And then we stopped right there. Today we're going to pick up right there. And we're going to look at Colossians 2.7 and then we're going to do a personal challenge in this section of Colossians 2 down to verse 15. Do what you want. As our Bibles are open to Colossians 2, 7 through 15, will you join me before the throne? Heavenly Father, Father God, your words are so powerful. I pray that you'll help us to feel the power of your word today. It's been scripted since the days of old. Your words have been scripted and you so graciously put them in a tangible book that we can hold these words of old, that we can cling to them, that we can hold them, that we can pro proclaim them, we can believe them, we can remember them, we can testify of them, we can stand, uh, Father God, rooted, built up, and established in what we know, and what we know is what you have scripted since the days of old. How powerful is your word? Oh, Father God, I pray that we will feel the weight of your word. There is such comfort in the weight of your word. Help us to see you. Help us to hear you. And above all things, Father God, I pray that you help us to understand with the heart, with the heart of Jesus, help us to understand what you are saying to us today and hear the words that we're proclaiming back to you. Father God, we love you. We love you for all the things that you are. Thank you for everything that you've allowed us to remember. Help us, Father God, to meditate. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And may I ask personally that you will silence my words, 100% silence my words. I pray that you alone, that you alone will speak to my heart what I need to hear and will speak to every single girl in this room, every single girl on podcast and every single girl on video. Speak the exact words you know that we need as we are, where we are, give us your breath. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Colossians 2, verse 7. Are we so glad there isn't snow outside today? Yes. Don't you love the rain? The rain came and washed the snow away. Colossians 2, verse 6 and 7. I'm going to read these one more time. As we read these, will you think of your God? Set your mind. Think of your God. What was your favorite thing that you remembered about God this week? Go through your list. What was the favorite thing that you remembered about your God this week? Say, I wasn't here last week. I have no idea what you're talking about. Here's this. Think something about God. Hold on to that. Think about your God right now. Life is life, isn't it? Sometimes we can sit and scripture is open and our heads are all all over the place. There are so many humans in our life that capture our thoughts, aren't they? There are so many situations in life that want space in our thoughts. There are so many conversations that were thrown at us even this morning that want to captivate your every thought. Will you take control of that? And will you think right now, this is what I remember the most about my God. Capture that thought. Do you have that thought? 
the only other person I'm asking you to think about right now is sitting in your seat. You. Will you think about you? Be so selfish about it. We as women sometimes don't have the, the time in our life to think about ourselves. Those little babies of ours, those little children, those teenagers of ours, they come up and they were like, I need space with you. You don't, they, they, they're not here. It's you and it's God. Remember, remember the days of old. Think about you receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord. Remember that. Are you there? As you're there, listen to scripture, Colossians 2, verse 6. Paul is speaking as led by the Holy Spirit to the listener of this, this verse right here. Sweet friend, you are the listener to this verse right here. This is what is being said to you. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. You are rooted in Jesus Christ. Do you know that? You are built up in Jesus Christ. Do you know that? You are established in the faith. Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know how many Christian women, and I'm focused on women because this is my world. Do you know how many Christian women doubt what they know? about Jesus Christ. You one of them? We doubt. Do do I really know? How much do I really know? I don't know if I really know. And we have doubts and we perhaps are found in James chapter 1 and we've we toss to and fro as thoughts come at us and we hear messages and we're in conversations and Satan attacks us and the flesh attacks us and the humans in our life throw statements at us of judgment and comparison and condemnation and we begin to doubt in our mind and we wonder why am I doubting why am I doubting and we focus on our doubting and we just spiral downhill do you know the fact is you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior if you've received Jesus Christ as your Savior. I'm asking you, do you know Jesus as your Savior? If your answer is yes, because you've put your faith in the name of Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, then you know that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Do you see the power of that? Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Do you know it? I'm telling you right now, if you spend time in the book of 1 John, the, the first letter written by John, he's going to use the word know, K-N-O-W, I don't even know how many times they didn't go through and count. You want a personal challenge? Do that. Go through and look and see what you know. John wrote this whole letter to you saying, you know that you know. You know Jesus Christ and you know that you know Jesus Christ. Do you know Jesus Christ? You know Jesus Christ because you remember Jesus Christ. And you remember Jesus Christ as your Lord because you know Jesus Christ as your Lord. Do you know that? You know that. You just read First John. <laughs> Congratulations. Here's, here's what Paul is saying. He says, you know that you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Know that. Know that. You know that you have roots in Jesus Christ. Do you see the power in the name of Jesus? That's where your roots are. 
And your mind wants to say, no, let me tell you where your roots are. Your roots are in this broken marriage and that broken home and this situation and that situation and this circumstance and that circumstance. And you proclaim to your mind, no, that is not my root. My root is in the name of Jesus Christ because I know that I received Jesus Christ as my Lord. Done. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord? Do you know that you are rooted in him? Do you know that you are built up in him? And if you're saved and you're rooted, then you are built up. Know that. Do you know that? Do you know that? If you don't know that, read First John. Do I need to repeat all that? Because John repeats all that. You want to know that you're built up in him? Know that you're built up in him. How do I know? You know. How do I know that I know? Because you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Oh, that always goes back to Jesus. Do you know that you're established in the faith? How do you know something's established? I was talking about this with a group of girlfriends on Tuesday. We have a brand new podcast that comes out every Tuesday with a group of girlfriends from this room that have dialogue on what we study about in this room. If you're interested, I highly encourage you to join us on Tuesday on podcast and partake in that conversation. We were talking about this word established, and for whatever reason, probably because it's beautiful and blingy, Tiffany's, the jewelry store? Hmm. Pause for just a moment. Tiffany's, there's no doubt about the quality that you're going to get from Tiffany's, is there? And you can pick whatever store you want. I'm a buckle girl. I love the buckle. Pick your place. Why do you go and shop at the place that you go? You know it. You know the quality of it. You don't go to Tiffany's and ask all these questions. Well, how do you know that you're good? How do you know that you know that you're selling diamonds? How do you, we don't, we go in and we're like, oh, Tiffany's or whatever it may be. Silly illustration, but we're girls and it's diamonds. So smile. Do you know you have more establishment than a store like Tiffany's? or any place that's in your mind. You are established more than you are than an Apple product. Your establishment is on the rock of Jesus Christ. Matthew 7 tells us to build your life on the rock of Jesus Christ, and when earthly matters hit you, your house will not fall. Why? Because you are established in the faith. Do you know that you're established in the faith? No. How do I know? Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Yes, I know. Do you know that your roots are in Jesus Christ? Yes, you do, because you know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and you know that because you... Do you know? Here's where the doubts come in. Here's where the problem comes in. And know that I'm talking to me as I talk to you. This is us having this conversation on a very incredibly equal ground. Our minds, our minds are fascinating, fascinating things. The problem is our mind was created to listen to what our spirit tells it to do. However, there's many of us that have been raised and trained that our mind is the lead. And we've given power to our mind to lead our thoughts and to control us. There are so many women here in this room that have problems with the word submission and that have problems with the words obedience? Anybody else? <laughs> but we stand there and we say, nobody tells me what to do. 
and we give 100% control to our mind and we let our mind control us. And our mind tells our brain what to do. Our brain was designed by the creator to do what the mind tells the brain to do. So we've given the mind full control based on what has been taught throughout our life by humans and circumstances and floods and rains and winds that crashed us. So our mind was trained through the living of the life on this broken earth in which we live. And our mind tells our brain what to do and our brain tells our body what to do. Do you see how that happens? So we give our mind, who is not designed to be the leader of us, we give our mind complete lead of us. And our mind as the leader who has no idea how to be the leader, but is thrown into leadership position, we give our mind full control and our mind tells our brain what to do when our brain was designed to listen to the mind. So the, mind, the brain says, oh, oh, you want me to tell this person to cry? Every time this happens and the mind says, yes, that's what I was told to do. So the mind hears a trigger. The trigger tells the brain, here's your trained response to that trigger. And the brain tells the body, kick that person. So every time that happens, you kick a person or hit a person or scream at a person or cry or eat something or yell at yourself or curl up in a ball under your blanket and cry the day away. Welcome to Women Inseparable. We're trained how to live life as we live life among broken people, cursed people, cursed soil, cursed world, where the prince of the power of the air has full control. And I say full control because Jesus has full control over his full control. So he really, he has no control. So then what's the answer? The answer is to visualize, may I present this, this request? Visualize your mind. You know, if you take what's inside, like physically, you take the, the tangible things that are inside of this beautiful head that's sitting on your chair and you bring it out. Do you know that it's small enough to fit into your hands? Will you this week purpose as you remember God and meditate on him? Will you visualize your mind in your hands? If you can do that, then you can see who has control of your mind. Your mind's not holding you. Your mind is not holding you. Your mind does not have control over you unless you give it control over you. If you want to be in complete obedience to what your mind has learned from the raising of the parents that raised you, the siblings that surrounded you, the husband that you live with or lived with, the children that you've raised, the grandbabies that you're bringing up, the work society that you're in, the church that you're in, the news that you listen to, if you want all of that outside source that feeds your mind to be control over you, then stay where you are. If you want to get out of it, if you want to get out of this cycle that you know, the dance that you've been dancing, the song that you've been singing, the reactions that you've been reacting, if you want to get out of all of that, will you please visualize that mind in your hand and understand that you are in control of your mind because you were created by the creator to have control of your mind. That's how the creator created you to control your mind. And then your brain was designed to listen to your mind and your body was designed to listen to your brain. So if you can get the mind into your hands where it belongs, your spirit can now tell the mind what to think 
and you who have received Christ Jesus as your Lord, who is rooted in Christ Jesus, the Lord, and built up in Christ Jesus, the Lord, and is established in the faith of the resurrected King. He is in you. You are walking in Jesus Christ. You are living in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit of God is in you fully designed to tell your mind that's so insignificant and little that fits into your own hand what to do, what to think, what to feel, what to respond. And your mind is teachable. Did you know that? Your mind is so teachable. You say, but my mind has been ruined. No, no, it's been hurt. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. Jesus Christ can fix every word that has been plugged into that mind. And if you can visualize your mind in your hand and you see those words, visualize those words, I hate you, you're stupid, you can't do, you can't be, you never will, you're not enough. Whatever those words that have been scripted on your head by a human being can be erased through the blood of your resurrected king every time. He can heal all of it. You visualize that mind in your hand and you write the name of Jesus on it and you remember the days of old. And every time your mind says, I have control, I want to remind you who you are. You are blah, 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 blah blah and the recorded history of old comes into your mind no longer do you say I'm going to battle this I'm going to battle this I'm going to tell you the truth no longer are you battling back and forth you're just proclaiming what you know from this point on as of today you no longer battle your mind you tell your mind I know I have received Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior I know I am rooted in him and you're not going to proclaim that lie can I can I do this Sometimes we say, I want to beat this. I want to beat this. I'm going to proclaim I'm going to beat this. I'm going to beat this. And I'm going to not eat that cookie. And I'm not going to eat that cookie. And I'm not going to eat that cookie. I'm not going to eat that cookie. What are you going to do? You're going to eat the stupid cookie. And then you're going to end up eating another one because you already ate one. So what's the point? It never, never ends. And we've trained our brain that it never, never ends. So it's never going to end. So instead of debating that, that earthly situation, why don't we conquer that earthly situation by proclaiming eternal truth? So instead of my mind telling me, you're uneducated and dumb. That's a true sentence in my, in my past mind. And that came from the fact that I was uneducated. I was pulled out of school when I was in second grade. I was literally uneducated. No middle school, no high school. I was uneducated. So for me to say I'm uneducated is a true sentence. The feeling of being dumb, that was, you know, the result. So for me to say constantly I'm uneducated and dumb, how am I, I going to live my life? Everybody that talks to me, I knew that they knew that I was uneducated, so I didn't know what to say to them. Well, you're going to know that I don't know how to form a sentence. I don't know where to put a comma in my sentence in my head. And I knew everybody knew me based on how I knew me. Does that make sense? So I couldn't receive any love or affirmation from anybody because I knew I'm uneducated and dumb. However, I, Jacqueline Palmer, received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So every time my mind wanted to remind me who I was on earth, I proclaimed truth. And I taught my mind to see me as God sees me. And I say this with full power and his strength, not my own. 
When I see me, I see the daughter of a king. I see someone who knows that Jesus Christ is my Lord. How humbling is that? That as an uneducated little girl, I had enough in me to know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and that he was buried and that he rose again and I received him as my Lord. That knocks every scar off my mind. There's healing there. Sweet friend, I can go through my list of words that were cast upon me, but that would be me, that that's this conversation. Will you think about your God? Will you think about you who's sitting in your seat? Think about those words. Think about the physical pain that has been cast in you. That's all in your mind. You don't have to go far to remember, oh, that's what that person, that's what that person did to me. We don't have to like remember that. It's always there, isn't it? That childhood abuse. We don't have to pause to remember that. Our mind does a perfect job remembering that on its own. However, can I testify from my seat? It doesn't matter what physical pain a human being cast upon you. Do you know what you know? And I can stand here and I can testify what I know about my God and about my Jesus and about my Holy Spirit and how he is fully in me that can heal every physical molestation that took place in my life every time. Why? Because the blood of Jesus Christ can heal everything. It can heal everything. And my mind does not have control over me anymore to tell me, but you are impure, you are gross, you are blah, 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 all of those words. In fact, I can say, that's mm, not true. And I know that that's not true because, ready? I know Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I know that I am rooted in Jesus Christ, my Savior. I know that I am built up in Jesus Christ, my Savior. I know that I am established in the faith of my resurrected King. So go away. Mind, you're healed. Why are you thinking about it? You, you don't, you're not allowed to think about that. Gone. And my brain has learned new responses. So when my mind wants to remember... My brain has a different response. You know what that different trained response is? Worship my God. When my pain of past comes to my thought, my body has been trained. When I hear that pain, when I remember that pain, oh my gosh, God has cleaned all of that. He's fixed all of that. He's healed all of that. He's made me new. That's so miraculous. God, you're so big. God, you're so big. Thank you that I don't have to work on that anymore. Thank you I don't have to cry all the time anymore. You're so big. My brain has been taught a brand new game, brand new response. We are starting a brand new study called worship. This is a 16 week study. We are only on week 15. Are you ready? We're only in week two. We only have 15 left. Do you like that math? <laughs> Uneducated, right? <sighs> Lord have mercy. During this 16-week study, start to finish, can I give you, I, I want to give you a guaranteed promise. You keep this as the heart of this entire study, you're going to see a whole new game, a whole new dance, a whole new song, a whole new way. You, if you choose to accept, 
to do this worship study by holding your mind in your hand, visually holding your mind in your hand during this worship study, you're going to learn how to replace what's in your mind with the truth of the remembrance and the meditation, the pondering of the name of Jesus Christ. And you're going to see these things healed. And as you see these things healed, your brain is going to learn a whole new thing and you don't have to teach your brain how to do it. Have you ever tried to take control of your body? You know, like... We're back to eating that cookie. But if we can get to the mind, then the mind teaches the brain because the brain is designed by your creator to obey that mind. So whatever you tell that mind to know, that mind is going to know because it has to obey you. You don't have to obey your mind anymore. It has to obey you. You're in full control. You're in full control. Is that freedom? That's how God created us. And then to top that off, he sends his son because he loves us to die on the cross for us and say, you don't have to control your mind by yourself. I'm going to give you the spirit of God, FYI, to do the work for you. How easy does he make life for us? He made light. You ever learn that life is hard? People are difficult. Love you. People are hard. Life is hard. Situations are hard. This week alone, this week alone, the prayer requests that have come to my heart this week alone. I was in a parking lot, and this is just me, and I'm not, my, my life was not in part of the heartache that was given to me. It didn't affect my marriage, it didn't affect my children. But the prayer requests came to my ears from people that I know, and I'm in a parking lot by myself in my car, weeping from my toes over the prayer requests that have come to me this week. Life is hard. It's easy and fun. There's, there's great words that we could wrap around. Seasons are great. Seasons are hard. We know life. We've lived long enough to know. But friend, that's not your mind. That's not your mind. When things come to your mind, Jesus Christ is there. He's what you know. So that when those things happen, and here's why it's so important, so important to remember the days of old during these seasons of good, okay, where you are right now means you're capable of being here right now. You're listening to this right now, which means this is time right now to be intentional on this so that when life does get even harder or a hurt comes or a conversation comes or whatever that is comes, you're already equipped you're already established, you're already built, you're already rooted, you already know what you know because you've remembered what you know. It, the danger comes when you forget remembering what you know. You give control back to your mind. But if you can train your mind, this is what I know, and what I know is what I know, and what I know is the name of Jesus Christ, then your responses will be trained and when that heartache comes and you find that television or that phone call comes in and that text message comes in and that doctor calls and that fill in the blank, your mind has already been established to remember the name of Jesus Christ who has always been. John 1 tells us that he has always been, always been, and he is God. 
First John 5:20 tells us that Jesus is the true God. He is the true God. He is the true God. Jesus Christ is the true God and Jesus Christ. First John 5:20 tells us that Jesus Christ is eternal life. Life on earth is scarred. It will always be scarred because of sin. Jesus Christ is the true God. Jesus Christ is eternal life. What happens here is not eternal. What is eternal is now, however. You can live in the realm of eternity right now if you train your mind to know what you know about the eternal God. And you're able to go through what happens on earth as it is in heaven, almost as if what God prayed over you can happen. Jesus prayed on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Will we pray Jesus's prayer over our mind and reset our mind because you have control of it? Does that make sense? Can I help you out with a starter? If you want a starter, it's good to know what you know. Two resources and pick your path. One, go to the letter first John. If you don't know where first John is in your Bible, go to Revelations, the last book of the Bible and flip backward a couple of pages. You'll pass through a tiny book called Jude, little third John, little second John. You'll find a big little first John. Spend time in first John. There's five chapters, but it's a tiny letter and write down everything that he reminds you that you know and remember what you know. Find all the no's, all the K-N-O-W's in the book of First John, write them down. Say, I'm not a writer for the sake of your mind. Will you write it down? Not all of us like to write. If you don't like to write after this assignment, don't write. <laughs> but will you write so your eyes can see what you know and proclaim what you see out of First John out loud so your ears hear what you know. You need to train your mind through your own voice what you know rewrite your mind your second option if you don't want to do first john look at colossians 2. i was going to read through this out loud but i've um time has has gone so do this will you please do this look at colossians 2 starting in verse number eight it says see to it that no one takes you captive this is talking about your mind don't let anybody take your mind captive. You have full control and the spirit is in you to help you have full control. Will you read verses eight through 15? You can obviously do more, but verse eight through 15 of Colossians two and write down every single solid fact about your God that's in this pa passage. There's a lot of facts about God. There's also a lot of facts about Jesus Christ in this passage. Will you write down every fact about Jesus Christ in this passage? There's facts about the Holy Spirit in this passage. Will you write the passage of fact of your Holy Spirit? And there are facts, catch this, there are facts about you in this passage. Every time you see the word you, will you write the word I and proclaim your truth? Know what you know and then remember what you know. Father God, we know who you are. We know who you are because we've received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We know who you are and we are rooted in what we know and we are built up in what we know and we are established in what we know and what we know is that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross for our sins. 
every sin of past, of present, of future. He died for these sins and these sins no longer have control over us. They're no longer in us. They're no longer our identity. And we, we cast out an abundance of thanksgiving as we proclaim we are no longer under the sin and the chains of sin, for we are free through the blood of Jesus Christ on that cross. Oh, Jesus Christ, this is what we know. And we know, Jesus Christ, that you were buried, buried in our sin, silencing it, casting it so far away from us that it can't even crawl its way back to us ever again. Oh, with an abundance of thanksgiving, we say thank you, Father God, for the love of your son, Jesus Christ. And Jesus, we know that you rose again. Oh, from the tips of our toes to the depth of our soul, we know that you rose again. You are the only eternal son of God. And through your resurrection, you've given us life with you. You've given us identity with you. You are walking with us. You are walking in us. Your spirit is in us. And you've given us full control of everything that has damaged us and hurt us. And we stand in awe. Oh, we stand at awe of what we know. Father God, thank you. Thank you for all, all these things. In the name of Jesus Christ, our risen, our risen Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more Women Inseparable studies, check out our website at womeninseparable.com. Send your questions or prayer requests to womeninseparable at gmail.com.